Yes. Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 6 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. 27 degrees now. New details emerging about the Chinese balloon that was shot down by U.S. forces. Fox's Jonathan Hunt reports. We learned that the balloon is just one of a fleet operated by the Chinese military, with the specific aim of spying on the U.S., in this case, many other countries in many other cases, and that the balloon shot down by a U.S. fighter jet on Saturday was laden with sophisticated equipment to gather intelligence and possibly to transmit that intelligence directly to Beijing. And as the U.S. Navy continues to collect debris from from the waters off of South Carolina, it has emerged that some of the recovered parts were Western-made and had English writing on them. Officials have not publicly named the manufacturer of those parts. The U.S. believes the parts were made by a company that has close ties to the People's Republic of China. Sheriff Jeff Easter tells KNSS News there is a new most abused drug in Sedgwick County, and it's a killer. Fentanyl has taken over the drug trade. Uh, all of that is brought up. Uh, through the border by the Mexican cartels. They control all of the drug trade here in the United States, including Kansas. The best thing that I can tell you is is that anything that is in pill form is going to be laced with fentanyl, uh, especially what they call fake Percocets. That's why our overdose rates have doubled in the last two years. Sheriff Easter is our guest this weekend on Issues 2023, Saturday and Sunday morning at 8 on KNSS. The Kansas Senate has confirmed the appointment of Tony Mativi, as director of the Kansas Bureau of Investigation, he takes over for Kirk Thompson, who retired in December. Attorney General Chris Kobach nominated Mativi January 9th, citing his decades of experience working with law enforcement to put away some of the nation's most violent and dangerous offenders. Director Mativi served as a federal prosecutor for over 20 years. A Kansas man who pleaded no contest to the August 2021 stabbing death of his uncle has been sentenced. 34-year-old Douglas McGathy will spend just over 15 years in prison in the sentence handed down Thursday. In August of 2021, Sedgwick County Sheriff's deputies found Kelly Joe Ralph, McGathy's uncle, in a driveway in the 5600 block of South 143rd Street East with multiple stab wounds after a fight broke out between the two over a gun deal. Ralph was taken to a local hospital where he was later pronounced dead. A water rebate is available to Wichita residents who conserved water in January. $100,000 was approved for the Water Conservation Rebate Program. Mayor Brandon Whipple says 84 devices have been approved, but around $94,000 remains to be handed out. Folks who went by a water safe appliance or, or water conservation approved appliance uh, in anticipation of getting this rebate, uh, if they didn't get the rebate because they fell into that small uh, a gap uh, to be able to uh, retroactivate those rebates for folks. You can apply for a water conservation rebate form online at wichita.gov. President Biden, speaking in Florida Thursday, pledged again to defend Medicare and Social Security against any cuts. The president added to the back and forth with the GOP started during the State of the Union. He was complimentary to new House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. The Speaker of the House has been reasonable in terms of discussions with me so far. But the president says the truth will come when spending plans are submitted in just weeks. Lay out our budgets. You put yours down, I'll put mine down. And our people sit and compare them. The president says he won't cut Social Security and... I'm going to extend the Medicare trust fund for at least two decades. He wants to see if GOP budget writers stick with a plan for big cuts. 
Grinnell Scott, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 6.04, four minutes past six o'clock. Stephen Ted in the morning, KNSS now, 6.09 here on this Friday morning. The Kansas Department of Transportation has kicked off efforts to reduce impaired drivers over the Super Bowl weekend. The Fans Don't Let Fans Drive Drunk campaign is urging drivers to arrange for a designated driver if they have been drinking. Law enforcement will be focused on detecting and arresting impaired drivers across Kansas this weekend. That's almost time for the big game. The Super Bowl is arguably the country's biggest pop culture event. In addition to the parties, the commercials, and the halftime show featuring Rihanna this year, the game should be pretty good as well. The Chiefs and Eagles were the top two teams in football most of the season, and stars abound for both squads, led by their quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes of Kansas City and Philadelphia's Jalen Hurts. The game also will feature the first time two brothers have ever faced each other in a Super Bowl, with Eagles center Jason Kelsey taking on his little brother Travis, the Chiefs' touch end kickoff will be just after 6 30 eastern time sunday night and you can watch all the action on fox i'm eric messersmith fox news and you can hear the big game right here on 98.7 and 1330 knss house republicans are holding a hearing over alleged political bias within the federal government and government agencies Fox's Kevin Cork reports. The House Weaponization Subcommittee's very first hearing actually featured a pair of panels of witnesses, and they were expected to present testimony and to illustrate how they believe the DOJ has compromised American civil liberties. Lawmakers and panelists scrutinized many of the most controversial decisions made by some of the country's most powerful agencies, like the DOJ, including its handling of the Biden pay-for-play influence peddling allegations. Even worse yet, whistleblowers say the bureau itself is now compromised. Democrats argue Republicans are trying to weaponize Congress. A Florida man is facing charges after an unorthodox convenience store robbery. Investigators in Palm Coast, south of St. Augustine, arrested Lance Kurtz for theft last weekend after he took several items from a convenience store. The suspect was easy to track down because he purposely left his debit card behind Telling deputies. So then I could come back later and pay for it. And then he added. I didn't want to steal anything. You know, it's against the law. I don't know if they teach you guys that. But the arrest may have taught Kurtz a legal lesson. The Flagler County Sheriff's Office put out a statement saying, card or no card, that will not absolve someone of theft. Tom Graham, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 611. 11 minutes past 6 o'clock with Stephen Ted. Traffic right now in the Wichita area. Things are looking okay for the most part out there. Starting to uh, see the traffic volumes pick up just a little. Not too bad at the moment. We do have a stalled out vehicle. It is northbound on I-235. It's north of Kellogg. Watch for a slowdown there as the volumes are picking up. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. With a clearing sky across south-central Kansas, it'll be sunny today. A bit breezy this afternoon with a high 42. Clear overnight, Charlo near 20. And then warmer air will start to move in from the south tomorrow. Saturday's high closer to 50, breezy and 56 on Sunday. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. Now mostly cloudy, 25 degrees. We've got a north wind gusting to 24 miles per hour. That would probably make it feel a little cooler out there. Good morning, Ted Woodward. Hello, Steve. The wind is blowing, right? Mm. Yes, it is. Okay. Wind chill? 25 degrees. I, I didn't compute it. I'll oh, okay. I have to look. 
Round zero, I think. The We had a partly cloudy, breezy day across uh, central Kansas Thursday. Wichita's high temperature was 52 degrees. Normal high for the date is 47. And uh, let me see, 25, and uh, the wind chill is about 11. Okay. I just happened. Yes. Yeah, yeah, about 11 Chilly degrees. morning. It's a, it's a chilly morning, yes, sir. Uh, on this date, this is, uh, by the way, February 10th. On this date in 1982, Bismarck, North Dakota, experienced its 45th consecutive day of sub-zero low temperatures, 45 days in a row, tied a record that ended on the same date uh, in 1937. So, <laughs> long, cool streak there. And on this date in 1967, the 25th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution dealing with presidential disability and succession was ratified as Minnesota and Nevada adopted it. That was in 1967. Uh, birthday. I want to, get, uh, to mention a birthday real quick this morning. Uh, uh, my granddaughter, Evan, turns 19 today. Oh, my. And she's been <laughs> actually a recording artist for about two or three years already. She has a number of albums out. And, uh, yeah, she's, having a, she's living in Chicago now. Everything going yeah. well? Looks like everything's all right. Good. She's 19 today. Chick-fil-A is jumping on the plant-based bandwagon. The Atlanta chain said Thursday it's testing its first plant-based entree, a breaded cauliflower sandwich. At restaurants in Denver, Charleston, South Carolina, and Greensboro, North Carolina, the test begins February 13th, which is Monday. Chick-fil-A said its culinary team spent four years developing the sandwich after guests told the chain they wanted to add more vegetables to their diets. The chain is a relative latecomer to the plant-based fast food scene. Burger King started selling its Impossible Whopper, featuring a plant-based burger made by Impossible Foods. That was in 2019. So now you can you can go green at Chick-fil-A. I haven't been there for a while. I guess I better go by and try some of that cauliflower sandwich. <laughs> Sounds delicious, doesn't it? Mm. Mm. Yum, 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 yum. A man repeatedly... Uh, caught trying to smuggle finches, you know, those little birds. Oh, tiny birds, yeah. yeah. He's trying to smuggle them in from Guyana to New York for birdsong competitions. Now, she's, he's been sentenced to a year and a day in prison. Insaf Ali was stopped at John F. K. Airport in January of 2022 with two packs of hair curlers that smugglers used to slip the small birds past customs officials. Grief. He pleaded guilty last summer to conspiring to import wildlife illegally. He had gotten probation after a 2018 guilty plea to smuggling finches into JFK. So he's done this before. Yeah. This time, Ali pleaded for leniency by saying that his misdeeds were propelled by his attachment to birds and to the songbird contests that have long been a Caribbean pastime. It's apparently something they do down in, in the Caribbean. Hmm? Yeah, he likes, to, he likes his little finches there. And as long as we're on the birds, bird news this morning, an owl has escaped from Central Park Zoo after someone damaged his cage. Oh, no. And he's become New York City's latest avian celebrity. The owl has been attracting gawkers as he surveys the park from one tall tree or another. But he's been uh, stoking fears that he can't hunt. He doesn't know how, so he'll starve. Zoo officials say the Eurasian eagle owl named Flecho... Escaped February 2nd. Since then, he's been spotted at various locations in the southeast sections of the park. Zoo officials say last week they were seeking to recapture Flacco, but they have not issued any 
updates on there ever since then. So. How do we know he can't hunt? Well, because he was raised in captivity. So, now he's out. Well, you got to find out. Once he, he gets hungry, he'll if start he, hunting. If he flops DNA over. DNA will kick in, right. and he'll get it done. <laughs> if he flops over dead, we know he didn't, he didn't know how to hunt. Eat himself a pizza rat. Yeah. There ought to be There's something. plenty of things to eat. Yeah. He's an owl. He's got to be wise. Millions of pigeons find something to eat every day in New York. Right. He's a wise old owl. Yeah. Yeah, that means there's plenty of pigeons to eat. 617, Stephen Ted of the morning here on KNSS. It is time for leadoff sports this morning with Ted Woodward. Ted. Here we are, two days out from the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 57 is Sunday night. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles will meet in Glendale, Arizona. Chiefs in their third Super Bowl in the last four years. First time in NFL history. We have two black starting quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. Chiefs head coach Andy Reid is facing his former team, the Philadelphia Eagles. It's expected to be close. FanDuel has the Chiefs as a one-and-a-half-point underdog going mm. into this one. Mm. And, of course, it's, a, it's another storyline. It's Kelsey versus Kelsey. The starting center for the Philadelphia Eagles is Jason Kelsey. Starting tight end for the Chiefs is Travis Kelsey. First time two brothers have met opposite each other in the Super Bowl. Both teams have the exact same record. Both are 16-3 and three on the season. This is the second least played rivalry in Chiefs franchise history. They've only met the Eagles nine times ever over the years. Mm. So you don't see this Chiefs-Eagles matchup very often. And a little extra frosting on this one. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes was named the NFL's most valuable player at the awards ceremony last night. This audio from NBC. I would never be standing here today without y'all. Every day, given everything that we have together to go for the ultimate goal, the Super Bowl. Let's continue to go for that dream this weekend. This puts Mahomes in pretty elite category. Only nine quarterbacks in NFL history now, at least two MVP awards. Patrick Mahomes is one of them already at the age of 27. All right, here we go. We're two days out. Be sure to listen here on Sunday. We have the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network pregame show at 3 o'clock Sunday afternoon, followed by national coverage of the game. The game will kick off at 5.30 p.m. Sunday, and then we'll rejoin the Chiefs Radio Network for the postgame show after the national coverage. That's all right here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Don't forget our live Friday morning visit, as we do all season long, with Mitch Holtis, the play-by-play voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll be talking live with Mitch from Arizona at 8.10 this morning. So less than two hours from now, make sure you're here for that. That'll be great radio in the 8 o'clock hour. All right, men's basketball action this weekend. Wichita State is home on Super Bowl Sunday afternoon as the Shockers host SMU at Coke Arena. Shockers have only won one home game since before Christmas. It's been a long time. Uh, The Shockers did win on the road at SMU by two points three weeks ago, and then Sunday will be the rematch here in Wichita. Only three home games left for the Shockers. Mike Kennedy and Dave Dahl will begin their pregame coverage at 2 o'clock Sunday afternoon. The game will tip off at 3 o'clock Sunday at Coke Arena. Listen live to the Shockers on 103.7 KEYN. Kansas and Kansas State men are both on the road tomorrow, both visiting the bottom two teams in the league. Eighth-ranked Kansas is visiting Oklahoma. And KU is tied for second place in the Big 12 right now. Live coverage of the Jayhawks at 10.30 tomorrow morning. And that is on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Meanwhile, tomorrow you've got 11th-ranked Kansas State heading to Lubbock, taking on last-place Texas Tech. That game will tip off at 6 o'clock tomorrow evening. K-State, just like KU, is tied for second place. It's one game behind in the Big 12 standings. 
We have JUCO men's basketball tomorrow afternoon in El Dorado, 16th-ranked Butler Community College, going for its 20th win of the season. Butler hosting Cloud County. Dennis Higgins will have live coverage of the Butler Grizzlies at 345 tomorrow afternoon, and that's right here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. The Wichita State women are home. I'm sorry, they're on the road Sunday afternoon. Shocker ladies are visiting the third-place team in the conference, East Carolina. Shockers and the Pirates. Steve Strain will have live coverage of the Shocker women beginning at 1245 Sunday afternoon, and you can hear that right here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. And a happy birthday today to a pretty good baseball player that came through town. Alex Gordon is 39 today. Of course, he was the number two overall draft pick by the Kansas City Royals coming out of the University of Nebraska. Stopped here in Wichita and played a whole season for the Wichita Wranglers. He was Texas League Player of the Year. And then, of course, went up to the big leagues where he became an eight-time Gold Glove winner as a left fielder for the Kansas City Royals. How about that? Of course, he got a World Series ring back in 2015, and he spent his entire career with the Royals. He's not even 40 yet. (laughs) Alex Gordon, former Wichita Wrangler player Alex Gordon. He is 39 today, and that's sports with Stephen Ted. 622 now. Keep it in for Dr. Sanjay Gupta. A lot of respiratory illness going around right now. That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh. Ted Woodward, 25 degrees this morning. The special counsel appointed to oversee some of the investigations related to former President Donald Trump has subpoenaed former Vice President Mike Pence. Sources confirmed to Fox that the subpoena from special counsel Jack Smith came after months of negotiations between former Vice President Pence's legal team and federal prosecutors. Smith was appointed by Attorney General Merrick Garland in November to look into the criminal investigation of classified documents kept by the former president at his Mar-a-Lago estate, as well as if he had any involvement with the January 6th riot. Both the DOJ and Pence's office have so far declined to comment. It remains unclear what exactly prosecutors will seek from the former vice president and if he will invoke claims of executive privilege. In Washington, Sean Langell, Fox News. A faulty weld at a bend in an oil pipeline contributed to a spill that dumped nearly 13,000 barrels of crude oil into a Kansas creek in Washington County in the northeast part of the state this past December. Canadian-based TC Energy says investigators found no issues with the strength nor material properties of the pipe, which came from a manufacturing plant. TC Energy says it's analyzing other parts of the pipeline that could have similar issues. A hearing debating the death penalty in Kansas has concluded, but the judge has not issued an opinion. Closing arguments were made Thursday. The ACLU contends that it's impossible to get fair and impartial juries in capital murder cases in Kansas saying jury selection can be racially biased. Sedgwick County District Attorney Mark Bennett objected to the premise of the hearing, saying that it should be up to or left up to the legislature or the state Supreme Court. You cannot ask a jury to um, consider the death penalty unless they have been dis- death qualified on the front end, meaning you have to discern which jurors say they could impose the death penalty but would not automatically de- impose the death penalty. Fundamentally, that's what a death qualification means. The hearing was set as part of a pretrial motion for Kyle Young, who's set to go to trial on capital murder charges later this fall. The judge is expected to issue a written opinion before the jury selection for the trial that begins soon. The Senate holding hearings about the number of cancellations by Southwest Airlines during the Christmas season. Fox's Jackie Ibanez reports. 
Top executives from Southwest Airlines got an earful from lawmakers over that massive meltdown that ruined holiday travel plans for thousands. Southwest Airlines Chief Operating Officer Andrew Watterson acknowledged an apology alone would not suffice for the roughly 17,000 flights that were canceled, telling lawmakers, quote, we messed up. In hindsight, we did not have enough winter operations resiliency. From where and how we de-ice aircraft to the cold resiliency of, of our ground support equipment and infrastructure. And Southwest says the changes they're on the way, including prioritizing enhancements to its crew scheduling software. Watterson also telling reporters Southwest executive bonuses will be reduced this year because of the fiasco. A 14-year-old girl takes her own life after months of bullying and the posting of a video of her being beat up in school. Her family says the video of a group of girls beating her in a school hallway was the last straw. Adriana Kush was found dead at her home. Her father, Michael Kush, telling Fox Digital there were other videos of her being taunted and threatened also posted online. He claims his complaints to school administrators fell on deaf ears, so now he says he's suing. No comment. From Berkeley Township, New Jersey's Central Regional High School, Gary Baumgarten, Fox News. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We are clear, breezy, and cold here early on. It's going to be sunny throughout today with temperatures in the upper 30s by the time we head to lunch, 42 for the high this afternoon. Clear overnight, Charlo 21, and then for Saturday, sunny with a high in the upper 40s to around 50. will be breezy Sunday afternoon with a high in the mid-50s. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now a mostly cloudy sky, 25 degrees, and we have a north wind gusting to 24 miles per hour. Today is Friday, February 10th, 2023. On this date in 1962, the Soviet Union exchanged captured American U-2 pilot Francis Gary Powers for Rudolf Abel, a Soviet spy held by the United States. That was in 1962. After Powers, his U-2 plane was shot down over the Soviet yeah. Union. And Eisenhower was very embarrassed about this. They called it a weather a weather uh, airplane or something like that. Mm. It's a, quite an aircraft. They used it the other day in the air around the balloon. Yeah. They're still using this thing. It apparently will go very, very, very high. And I've seen one out at McConnell. Wingspan, I don't know, pretty wide. That It's just, it, you know, there's nothing to it. It's like a little bird or something. But uh, that was what the, the swap was for Gary Powers for Rudolph Abel in 1962. Prosecutors, or producers, that is, of spirits, have new bragging rights in the age-old whiskey versus beer barroom debate. Figures show spirits surpassed beer for U.S. market share supremacy based on supplier revenues. The Distilled Spirits Council of the United States made the announcement Thursday. The rise to the top was fueled in part by the resurgent cocktail culture, including the popularity of ready-to-drink concoctions. Tequila and American whiskey had strong growth. In 2022, spirits gained market share for the 13th straight year in the U.S. Uh, beverage alcohol market. Its supplier sales reached over 42%. Beer was right behind it. So I guess there's been a debate over that. I didn't know about it, but which is more popular, a shot of whiskey or, or, or a beer? That's what that was all about. Okay. Where are you on that? Oh, I'm basically... I don't care. Oh, okay. And I don't drink that much, and I, I don't particularly care for either one of them. So there you go. 
Yahoo has become the latest U.S. company to announce a massive layoff. More than 20% of Yahoo's employees will be handed their walking papers by the end of the year, with at least 1,000 of them getting the axe this week, the company reveals in a statement released Thursday. At least 600 more are set to lose their jobs in coming months, according to the statement. A majority of the layoffs will affect employees of Yahoo for business, which uh, will lose about 50% of its employees per the company. Whoosh. So, big layoff, 20%. Of their people going down. Some of them probably going to get that pink slip today. It's Friday, after all. 6.37, Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. And, uh, if you can afford to lay off 20% of your workforce, doesn't that mean you're bloated you would think in the so. first place? You would think so. And uh, you know these companies are laying off people by the thousands. Why did you hire them in the first place? Did you just want everybody to do you know, a third of the work they should do or something? I don't know. We, live, we work in a business, Ted, where efficiency is the only way we survive. And yeah, <laughs> that's just yeah. that's the long and short of it. If we're not efficient, actually more efficient than anybody else, and we have to have to do it to, to get along. Well, there's get a, a newscast every half hour. Yeah, you can't say, well, I don't want to do the seven o'clock news. Let's wait another hour. Well, no, you got to do it. <laughs> you know, or let, let Jimmy down the hall come over here and do that for us. <laughs> of course, there used to be that. Now there is no Jimmy down the no hall. No Jimmy down it's, the it's hall. It's just you and me. <laughs> you and me. <laughs> That's it. 6.38, Steve and 10 in the morning here on KNSS. It's uh, time for our KNSS Commodities Update with Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Good morning, Tom. Well, good morning, Steve and Ted. Well, the cash cattle trading volume for the week continues to hold on the low side. Kansas and Texas feed yards have seen some limited trade of $159 on the hoof. Now, Thursday, the cattle complex had two-sided trading and closes. There were also new con- no new contract highs, I should say, scored yesterday. The weekly average steer and heifer carcass weights continued to be less than the previous week and also less than the previous year. Lean hog futures traded mixed and closed negative yesterday. On the close, April live cattle, seven cents lower at 163.62. March feeder cattle, 37 higher at 186.82. In April lean hog, 75 cents lower at 83.32. The strong buying by managed money accounts shot the soybean meal into a strong close yesterday. The wheat, corn, and soybeans all came off positive trade to close negative. There was a true lack of price positive news yesterday to push the grains higher. Now crude oil overnight is trading higher on talk that Russia will lower all oil production. Also, there is rising concerns of a new Russian offensive against Ukraine that is supporting the wheat and corn this morning. At the moment, March Kansas City wheat, nine cents higher at eight eighty-eight. March corn's up three cents at six seventy-three and three quarters, with March soybeans two cents higher at fifteen twenty-one and a quarter. March crude oil trading a dollar seventy-five higher at seventy-nine eighty-one. June gold three and a half dollars lower at eighteen hundred ninety-one eighty. The March S and P twenty-five points lower at four thousand sixty-seven. March dollar index twenty-one cents higher at one hundred three thirty-one. And March Dow Jones futures one hundred forty-one points lower at thirty-three thousand five ninety-three. For commodity trading or ag marketing advisory, contact Leffler Commodities on the phone or on the web by using eight six six go to Tom. Tom, a new story today the chick-fil-a is going to offer a uh, a sandwich that's that's a plant-based sandwich now it's a uh, it's a breaded cauliflower sandwich sounds delicious huh <laughs> as some people might think so and you're yeah. gonna find this hard to believe steve i've never been to a chick-fil-a <laughs> do they have one in, wow in, you're in augusta they have one in augusta we don't have one there 
And you don't know how many Sundays I've went there and the place has never opened. Really? <laughs> but well, no, I, should... honestly, I've never been to Chick-fil-A, <laughs> but I've talked to people, say the food is terrific, the service is outstanding. So someday I guess I need to check it out. Yeah, the, the, uh, the whole thing is the drive-up service, and the way those young people and those people are doing that is incredible. <laughs> That's really interesting. Now, I've been to, I think I've been to one over the years, and I probably ordered the wrong thing because I found it very, very boring. I don't know what it was. It was like Wait, a- <laughs> you've only been there once? Once. So between you and Tom Leffler, in your entire lives, you've been to Chick-fil-A <laughs> once. one time. Yeah. You know, if Chick-fil-A would you know, <laughs> I somehow... I can't believe this. Somehow bring a sample in here of some of the good stuff. Instead of, you know, Why? You apparently don't like it. You don't go there. Well, it might make me a fan if it was any good. Uh, you know, so anyway. I don't know, Tom. <laughs> Cauliflower is already an exciting plant to begin with, okay? Don't, I'll tell you what, it doesn't, taste, it doesn't taste too bad with some melted cheese on it. Oh, or some butter. Yeah, I like it that way. But uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like a turnip, you know. Why don't they make it out of turnips? Because turnip is an ugly, tasteless thing. And what is a turnip good for? Turnip soup? I don't know, but my grandmother used to mash them and tell them they was mashed potatoes and put gravy on them. It took a while, but we finally caught on to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Granny was pulling a fast one on you, huh? <laughs> you bet. <laughs> Slipping those turnips at you. I don't know what they're good for. Apparently, I'm going to have to do some research on turnips. I haven't eaten a turnip. In... Have you ever eaten a turnip, Ted? Mm. Turnip soup? Mm. I don't think so. Oh, okay. I guess we could go on and on about this or get into an argument over sweet potatoes. My wife likes sweet potatoes, and I say, eh, no way. <laughs> All right. Sweet potato fries are good. Listen, uh, I'll tell you what I need to do. We need to go to lunch. Uh, you and Ted and me, maybe Jad, would go along, too, and we go to Chick-fil-A and see what's going on over there. Do a little research. That would double your times and make me my first. <laughs> right. Yeah, this could be good. All right, thank you, sir. And I, I know you're pulling for the Chiefs, right, Sunday, right? Huh? You bet. Uh, sure you are. Prediction? You got a prediction for us here? No predictions. Okay. Huh. That's kind of cowardly. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tom. We'll check with you Monday morning, 643 Steve and Ted. Commodities update with Tom Leffler. Coming up, we got Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker. How buying a car has changed. Ah. Mm. Okay. Don's going to tell us about the old Studebaker there. That's coming up. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Stephen Ted in the morning, KNSS. 6.47 here on this Friday morning. Three big things. Three. Super Bowl 57 is Sunday. The Chiefs and the Eagles matchup. Two. Sedgwick County Sheriff Jeff Easer says fentanyl has now taken over the drug trade, and it's coming north from Mexico. One. We're learning more about the Chinese spy balloon, possibly Western-made parts aboard. We may think Steve and Ted on KNSS. Right now in the Wichita area, the traffic volumes are really starting to pick up out there. We've got a couple of stalled-out vehicles. One of them is a southbound I-235 ramp from eastbound Kellogg. Watch out there on that ramp. We've got a stalled-out vehicle. Uh, traffic gets slow down there if the volumes pick up. Traffic update from 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. 
Sunny today with a high of 43 degrees. Clear and cool tonight. The overnight low 20. And then on Saturday, sunny. Tomorrow's high, 49 degrees. Now mostly cloudy, 25 degrees. We have a north wind gusting to 24 miles per hour. KNSS weather brought to you by the Monarch. Open at 11 a.m. for lunch, Monday through Sunday. Sign up online at uh, monarchwichita.com for the Monarch newsletter. The Monarch, 579 West Douglas in Delano. Stephen's in the morning here on KNSS. Uh, a morning rally disappeared on Wall Street. Stocks wiping out earlier gains and finishing lower as investors continue to weigh the latest batch of earnings reports. Disney stock losing ground today after popping in earlier trading. The entertainment giant reported better than expected quarterly results and at the same time said it would be slashing 7,000 jobs. In addition, activist investor Nelson Peltz said he's calling off his proxy fight and Tesla stock continues to ride higher and notched an eighth consecutive gain. Shares of the electric vehicle maker are up over 60% this year. The Dow winners sell Salesforce, United Health Group, and Walmart. The Dow decliners, Goldman Sachs, Home Depot, and Microsoft. The Dow falling 249 points. The Nasdaq down 121. S&P 500 falling 36. Hillary Barsky, Fox mm. News. Stephen's in the morning here, 98.7 and 1330. KNSS, 650 on a Friday. How buying a car has changed. Oh, yeah. Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker here to tell us all about it, Don. Well, good morning, Steve and Ted and Jad. You know, the last few months, I've been exploring the idea of buying a fun car. You know, we've all had them throughout the years, you know, that two-seater that costs too much. Uh, but now the kids, you know, they've flown the coop, and I have the resources, you know, and the time, a little bit more time to enjoy a classic that I'm going to actually drive. I don't want one of those that you have to keep in your garage and keep everything clean and everything you know <laughs> seeing how they've gone up in price is a sobering experience oh, yeah. now i have purchased new cars but most of the cars i've had in the past 30 plus years we've found by word of mouth or purchased from a private seller in an online classified ad or back in the day in the newspaper now it seems impossible to find a private party seller now nothing wrong with dealers but their overhead increases the cost of course dealers can add value but that's a choice that I would like to have. Well, online auction sites are open to the entire country. That levels out the price that can jack them up to the highest regional values. For example, a sports car may have commanded a higher price in San Francisco, California, than in Salina, Kansas. So if you bought originally, you could get, regionally rather, you could get a better deal. When the entire country of buyers are bidding on the same vehicle, it's going to often sell for the New York price to someone in Omaha. Now, add to that the microchip shortage and the other supply chain issues. That drove the price of used cars up to the highest levels they've ever seen. I have some personal experience. I, I bought a used car from a dealership in Austin, Texas in the mid-2020, right, during the pandemic was just starting out. I put about 25,000 miles on it. In that two and a half years, I still get offers from the dealership. They email me all the time to buy back that car for what I originally paid for it. Huh. Higher interest rates are helping tamp down inflation. So prices for used cars have already started to level out and they've come down quite a bit from where they were maybe six months ago. And income cases, uh, you know, uh, and in some cases, they, they have actually come down. So, so low vehicle inventory persists. Next time you drive a car 
know, you know, drive by the car dealerships, you probably noticed how many empty lots there are, how many spots are, are not full you there. Bet. You bet. That is keeping the inflated prices up. The bottom line, buying cars has changed. Dealerships realize that they don't need to have huge inventories, and consumers are learning that they may have to wait for their next vehicle. As manufacturers get back on track with their inventories, prices could continue to level and, of course, come down. I think it's inevitable that they will. Of course, if you have any questions, give me a call at uh, 267-0600 and ask for me, Don Grant. Don, today is National Flannel Day. Flannel. Flannel. I'm not wearing my flannel no, today. No, you are not. Did you know that it has been more than 400 years since flannel was first created? Oh, my goodness. That's right. National Flannel Day is a day dedicated to one of the most popular pieces of fabric, flannels. Wow. Do you like flannel pillows? Many, pillows or flannel sheets on your bed Many in people the fancy flannel clothes, and they come in different shapes, sizes, and styles. I got a couple of couple three flannel shirts, like the uh, you know, like the Dinty Moore guy. You know, you, know, you got a lumberjack. Like a you feel lumberjack like lumberjack look. Uh, like the guy on the cover, of the brawny towel thing. Yeah, yeah. Ted said it. Yeah. What was that? Brawny, brawny. Yeah. Oh. my wife particularly likes me in a brawny flannel shirt. Okay. I can talk like Paul Bunyan to her. Hey, babe. Oh, my. Is that what he said? <laughs> Yikes. What was his blue ox name was Babe, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, my uh, wife, okay, my wife okay. is not a blue ox. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, uh, boy, boy, you're he's just digging d- yourself did in Did a quick backtrack there, <laughs> yeah, didn't he? Exactly. <laughs> well, I see Ted's been a, I've seen Ted wear a flannel shirt. Yes, I wear flannel. Yeah, I do. How about well, you? back to flannel sheets. What do you think? of? Do you switch them no, out in the wintertime? You wouldn't do that. I mean, that's that's crazy. Well, it's better than satin sheets because then you're chasing Ooh, your pillow yeah, all over the yeah. bed all night long. It slips a little up. too Whoops, slippery. There it goes. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd get up, probably slip right out of the floor. The flannel sheets. Well, lucky you don't have flannel carpet. Don't know. Or for, or no, or silk carpet. You know, I don't know why. Boy, this we is getting have weird. Into a discussion of fabric, but uh, well, because you started it by talking about flannel. flannel. That's why we got into a discussion it's, it's, about it's flannel day. Okay. Do they make flannel underpants? I don't think they do, do they? I've never seen it. Yeah, I've had flannel boxers before, I think. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, Back in the day, you know, winter winter wear. That's mainly. <laughs> how, about, how about burlap? Nah, never mind. I've had enough of flannels, guys. Uh, we'll just go on with things. Thanks for being with us this morning, Don. Thank you. Always always good to see you face-to-face. 6.55. Oh, you are you being a smart aleck because I was traveling for business? You were. You were making a buck out there. I was trying to. Out there. Yeah. A, I know. Uh, got to edge, edge a bucket myself yeah, every yeah. once in a while, you know. Okay. Coming up at 7 o'clock, top of the hour news with Steve and Ted. We're learning more about the Chinese balloon, which apparently had some Western-made parts in it. Tecumseh County Sheriff says fentanyl has taken over the drug trade. That's coming up, Steve, at 10 in the morning here on KNSS. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, member of FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Saber Wealth is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Hi, my name is Angie Lubers. We chose to use Legacy Bank because we were searching for a low interest rate for a home mortgage loan. We just got so lucky because we were put with Jan Weta, and Jan is just so personable. It was just overall a good experience. I do like seeing Legacy Bank in the community. I know they're helping.